Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to. Of course, it's WrestleMania week, which means we will be live streaming our reactions to SmackDown on Friday night. WrestleMania night one. Earlier in that day, Stand and Deliver and WrestleMania night two. So hopefully you join us. We're going to be doing it across both our major platforms on Twitch and on the YouTube. So please join us for all that streaming goodness uh, on today's episode. We're going to be talking about, of course, last night's go-home episode of Monday Night Raw to WrestleMania. And, uh, of course, we've got some news as well, including uh, the WWE potentially nearing a sale. I think the words that were used, Larson, were hot and heavy. Pretty, pretty hot and heavy. <laughs> pretty, oh, pretty hot and heavy. Wow. Pretty hot and heavy. That kicks it up in, uh, even more of a notch. Uh, but first... Uh, of course, it was uh, announced a little while ago that Mox was going to be appearing on Rene Paquette's uh, Sessions podcast. Uh, and apparently, according to, the, to, to Rene, they were supposed to record this like last week mm-hmm. before much of the CM Punk AEW drama that Mox got sort of dragged into mm-hmm. uh, kicked off. And uh, but of course, because they didn't, they recorded it uh, in the last couple days and dropped it uh, today. Yep. Uh, of course, Mox. Uh, responded to the to AEW. Well, he literally did respond to it. He just didn't, you know, go hard on the subject or, yeah, or yeah. you know, he, he remains he's, as, as much as he could above the fray. Um, yeah. And, 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 you know, he, he, he was actually fairly positive and, and diplomatic as much as you could be in this situation, we were kind of just being attacked by a guy. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, and yeah, he, he tried his best to seem to be, to, to remain above the drama, but, uh, but yeah, he, he absolutely addressed it. Yeah. And I, I guess I meant in terms of how he responded or addressed, it wasn't in specifics. It wasn't like he was countering CM Punk's points that he had in that since deleted Instagram post. It was more general thesis is I don't like being involved in this, in this BS. I try to stay above this BS. Mm-hmm, yeah. effectively so some context here he talks about but I include the transcripts but he does talk about how over the summer uh, 
he didn't have an AEW uh, contract. He his contract had expired. He didn't want to re-sign a long-term deal uh, because after uh, getting out of rehab, he didn't want to commit to a three, four, five-year contract in the event that wrestling to that degree could potentially jeopardize his sobriety. Um, he wanted to take it slow, get back in the swing of things, and if he, after he got ramped up, if he thought, okay, I could do this, then he was willing to sign a long-term deal. Um, but as he says, he's like, being sober is great. He's having the time of his life. Yeah. Um, so obviously he re-signed with AEW uh, in the fall of last year. So this is when, when, when Renee brings up the punk stuff. Um, this is what Mox had to say. There's a lot here, so uh, we'll get through it. Um, he says, quote, there's nothing that has unfolded. It's fucking annoying. Just because somebody said some stupid shit on social media, that's not news, but it is, and it ends up being a thing. I don't want to get dragged into this dumb shit. I could fucking unload on a lot of fucking people right now. When I start getting dragged into this shit, it tempts me to do that, but I'm not going to fucking sink to that level. I think it's, it's sort of like the... Sorry, I don't mean to... <laughs> I don't mean to criticize your line reading. I'm sorry. But him saying that was more along the lines of, you know, I got a lot of dirt that I could unload, yeah, yeah. but I'm not because you just don't do that. It's, it's sort that, of the, it was, the subtext. There. And when he tells the story about uh, 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 here in a second, the, the subtext is that is I could have I could have blown this whole thing up and I didn't do it. Mm -hmm. right, yeah, about yeah it. exactly. Yeah. So uh, he continues. That being said, during this time period, the night. What's his dick? Talking about CM Punk is talking about Minneapolis. The night he came back, if I didn't mention these transcripts from Fightful, by the way, the night he came back was hopping around on one foot, bumping around Jericho Appreciation Society after me and Jericho wrestled. We're talking later about stuff. Keep in mind at this time, this is my whole point. I basically don't work there for all intents and purposes. Tony is not my boss. I don't have to be in this room. I don't have to do shit. Even me being in this room and offering and agreeing to do a storyline that puts you over at the pay-per-view, if anything, I'm bending over backward for Tony and for this dude in the company and everybody. I didn't have to. I didn't have to do that shit. If anything, I was bending over backwards. That's it. It's not even controversial. Referring to pitching the Rocky Three angle yeah. to get Punk over at the pay-per-view, which Punk later on uh, last week on Instagram said he thought that angle sucked. And Mox's point was, I don't even have to be doing this. But here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he continues. Also, I don't complain. I see the good and everything, and I'm having so much fun, and life is good. I don't want any negative bullshit. I will say this, and I hate to say it because I don't think I've ever said anything even remotely negative about AEW, but I will say this. As an observer, I spent eight years on the indies, a couple years in WWE Developmental, eight years in WWE. I have never seen so much bullshit drama in one place in my entire fucking life. I hate to say that. I don't know if it's the age of social media. Shit gets blown out of proportion. One person types one stupid drunk tweet, and all of a sudden, it's all anybody wants to talk about. Let me be clear. The vast majority of people there don't cause any bullshit, but they're getting sucked into, down into the shit like everybody else, into the muck. There are plenty of people who just want to get better and perform or just do their this job. I'm not an official coach. I don't ever want to be a producer, an official producer. I don't want to wear a headset and write stuff down. I like being a coach. But I'm not an official coach. I can coach people that I think are worth it. I'll give time to anybody. He goes on to also uh, talk up Marina Shafir quite mm -hmm. a bit mm -hmm. because he's, you know, helping her, coaching her through the process and says, you know, she's still learning the ins and outs of pro wrestling as opposed to, you know, the, the fight game. Yeah. And uh, but just, you know, put her over profusely as somebody who has, you know, a lot of potential and somebody he's really keen to continue coaching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
It was, it, you know, it, it's a very positive, I don't want to deal with this drama shit uh, uh, appearance on the show. And uh, I don't believe, I don't think Mox has Twitter. Probably doesn't have Instagram he or any shit. He, I know when he was doing his comeback deal or coming to mm. AEW, remember that the little short mini movie he mm. made of okay, getting out yeah, of prison? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. think it showed up on Twitter. I think he does technically have a Twitter. Oh, I don't right, think right, he right, right. It. He's just not active on it. I got yeah. you, I got you. Um, yeah, I think, that, I think there's something to be said about what he's saying about social media. Renee had also said some stuff about how, you know, not just social media, but sort of a certain generation of wrestler. And now punk is not what she's necessarily referring to, Yeah, but people who take to social media to gripe about their placement in the company, uh, et cetera, et cetera, which really wasn't a thing back in the day in terms of social media, the immediacy yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of social media. And so it, it's actually really, really interesting conversation. The amount that I listened to, I listened to about a half hour of it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no hats off to Mox. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> It's funny, dude. You and I have talked about so many times. Like I've I've talked to at least three people now who have had personal experiences with him, and everybody says amazing things about Mox. Yes, yeah, yeah. That, that he's just a, a real terrific, just a real stand up dude. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and you know, I think maybe a lot of that has to do with just his no bullshit approach to like everything. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and you have to appreciate that stuff. Um. So uh. So yeah. Interesting uh conversation. And it just seems like the guy he just wants to he just wants to have fun and do professional yeah, wrestling. Because one thing he says is like with all this stuff coming out, people aren't talking about stuff that maybe they should be or that definitely excites him. He mentions uh, Omega versus uh, Vikingo, mm-hmm. yeah, that match, right, yeah, pay per view. Well, yeah, he was saying what you know we're just sitting here talking about this. Is what everybody wants to talk about instead. You know, we should be talking about the pay per view that we had, the match, the the Omega uh, Vikingo match. Yeah. That just went down, and he put that over quite a bit. So, um, you know, talk about a great person to have, uh, you know, as sort of the ace of the company, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a valuable, valuable human being Mox is. Yes, yes. Um, uh, let's talk uh, WB selling. Terrible segue, but let's just move on to that. Um, so there obviously hasn't been much news of late about the sale. Um, ever since I think uh, Nick Khan was on CNBC, and that was when, they, when the I think it was the same guy, David Faber, was like, mm. "Yeah, Comcast ain't buying this." Um, yeah, yeah. But today there was a segment on CNBC, and I got a little fly flying here. Sorry about that. Talked about well, what you, you take heard. you take on yeah you take on the fly there. What he had heard and, about uh, the sale process. These transcripts come to you from Fifel. Go ahead, Steve. I just want to get yeah. That. So he says, uh, "What I'm hearing, at least from people familiar with the situation, is it's shaping up to be a pretty good sale process." Some people saying pretty hot and heavy. <laughs> These are some people that can't be from multiple people, right? <laughs> are, are multiple people using the words pretty hot that's, and heavy? That's a pretty specific phrase to use regarding a sales situation. <laughs> so unless they all like, heard hey, it from the same person, it, it seems unlikely. Yeah. What's the scoop? Pretty hot and heavy. All right. And it's then he like, picks up the phone again. Yeah, what's like the scoop? Pretty hot thing. and heavy. Yeah. We're, we're there. At, all the reporters are at a press conference or something yeah. once it's over they all sprint to the phones yeah exactly to get to their editors and, and and tell them what happened yeah pretty hot and heavy so uh he says those who are even somewhat doubtful in fact that you'd get to a sale in the end seem less so does that mean something gets done here unclear who is participating we can all take our various guesses as previously reported uh as reported previously is there interest from endeavor for example in pursuing what would be a complex transaction in terms of reverse morris trust where they would spin off ufc into a new company and control that company which would be merged with wwe 
sure, they would like to explore that concept. I'll pause there. Endeavor had said that that's not something they're they interested were, they in. They were but, interested in that, no. But I don't know. I mean, look, in the world of acquisitions and mergers and shit, man, I don't know what the proper thing to say would be. Well, and maybe trying to get the leverage and trying to not expose their hand too much, they're going to say, nah, we're not well, interested. Well, apparently, uh, uh, leading up to their purchase of USC, the, the line was not interested, not going to buy it until ah. they bought it. There you go. I didn't know that was from them. I had heard that uh, from like other places, but yeah, that's interesting. Uh, so anyways, continuing on, is there private equity interest in, in the part of some, perhaps in a partnership with well-known names in the sport? That's a possibility. Does Liberty Media have an interest in taking a look? Sure. The Saudis moved heavily into golf, took a look at Formula One. Would the Saudi Public Investment Fund have interest? Yes, that's a possibility. There may be others. Something has led at least to a number of people close to this to indicate to me that it's not just live, but going quite well. It is expected to conclude in the not too distant future. A key here, though, remains McMahon's real willingness to sell. He said Comcast, my understanding, sorry, Comcast, my understanding, not part of the sale process. So he reiterated yeah. uh, that aspect. Of course, Comcast of is parent company of uh, CNBC and all the NBC uh, family of networks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking at some of the chats here. Of course, Lou drops Liberty Bibbity. Oh. <laughs> and then Aussie Dragoon says, next Sunday AD in the not too distant future. <laughs> in the year 2000. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm feeling goofy today. Partially because we're going to talk about this raw that everybody seems to love except for you and I. <laughs> even even, oh, even I don't think I was as, as negative on it as you were. I, oh, you, thank God. We, got I mean, so we need not, somebody positive on this not show. Not to say I'm going to be uh, uh, speaking glowingly about it because not a whole lot happened. Yeah. Um, well, but, hold on. Let's 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 let that'll be our teaser. I wanted to get this out of the way oh. real quick before we got to Raw. Uh, we got some new channel members and returning channel members: Nightfall seventy eight, Hawks Greats in Games, Ant Vision, Wayne Roberts, Chris Mohica, Moore's Weirdo, uh, and Luke Pauly, and then a couple more: Mike Stevens, Mitsubishi, and Sam. 5167 we also have a couple of new uh uh patreon uh uh subscribers ryan reader chris and uh and coffin party also craig karst uh and that's it um and the reason why i bring those up number one is to say thank you number two we got the big red predictions challenge coming up this week coming yes. up very shortly very shortly. Uh, with wrestlemania you could become the new Big Red Champion, the new Big Red Digital Predictions Champion if you fill out our form and get the most stuff on it basically right. Uh, so yes. that'll be going up soon. But yes. yeah, patreon.com slash Stephen Larson. We put up, um, and then also click join on the YouTube. We put up a new episode of Overrun, our bonus episode exclusive to Friendo Club members. Uh, we did that just yesterday, and it was 10 things we want to see happen at WrestleMania. I thought it was a lot of fun, that was uh, fun. doing that episode because we're getting kind of goofy with it, which is what we do. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that 
and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Um, so anyways, uh, Larson, please continue along with your uh, your assessment of last night's Raw, dude. So uh, someone here at chat uh, Mayor Planet Houston uh, assessed Raw as such. It was a very safe Raw. And that's kind of what it, it didn't really... It didn't move a whole lot storyline-wise. Um, you know, I, I guess the most maybe the most notable uh, uh, thing that happened was that Cody beat Solo clean. Yeah, that was kind of a big deal. You know, and ended Solo's... What, he's been undefeated since September, so about... Six months. Well, what did he lose in September? No, that's when he debuted on main roster. Oh, I'm sorry, because even even in NXT, yeah, he was like he was undefeated, which was kind of crazy. I mean, he didn't have like a super prominent spot in NXT, but he was there for yeah less than a moment, anyways, from the beginning of 2.0, I think. Yeah, he was more or less, more or less. Yeah. yeah, so like a year there. Yeah, but otherwise, it was just you know uh, uh, Seth adding some additional context to his story with with Logan Paul saying Logan's a joke, but if I lose to him, then I'm the joke. Mm-hmm, yeah, it yeah. was little things. Maybe just kind of flesh out some of the stories. There was a lot of promos. There's a lot of recap packages. They had Austin Theory talk in front of nobody for some reason. Like they thought that was a good idea. That was my breaking point. Look, <clears throat> you're right. There were a lot of little good things. I thought Dominic Mysterio's promo was awesome. Mm-hmm. I thought it was the best promo he's delivered. I thought it was great. I really do. Um, I thought that was great. Um, I thought uh, Becky versus EO. Really I thought it was wildly fun. I thought that was really cool. I thought, as inconsequential as it kind of seemed, I thought watching Montez Ford leap over Braun Strowman and then turn in midair to hit that splash was, yeah, that was amazing. nuts. Was nuts. Um, and then I thought Cody Solo was good. But man, oh man, there was a ton of talking. And I'm not huge into video packages. It just reminds me of pandemic stuff. And yeah. then And then the Austin Theory empty arena shit. I was like... What are they even doing right now? There's been so much talking in this episode and so many video packages. And to a degree, I actually understand the idea of playing it safe 
Number one, I'm sure they have like a million preparations to sort of do. And WrestleMania is a big, big deal. You don't want to like you kind of want to ensure your guys aren't going to get hurt uh, by having crazy ass matches and stuff. I get that. And it was definitely it was an advertising WWE, uh, WWE Raw, where they were just selling WrestleMania. Um, Just didn't do a lot for me. I'll be honest. It just didn't do a lot for me. I thought it was weak and I thought it was tepid. I thought it was lame. Yeah, it didn't, you know, if if the idea is to sell WrestleMania, then you think you got to bring the heat, so to say, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. To get people really invested. And it feels like a lot of the storylines, except for Ray and Dom, have just been kind of reduced to very simple terms at this point. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, I mean, like uh, Owens and Zayn against the Usos. Now it's just, it's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, coming from a story that was so rich in detail and detail and nuance and, and complex characters. Now it's just kind of it's, it's, it's pretty much Sammy and Kevin Owens are the good guys. The Usos are the bad guys. Uh, Sammy and, and Owens wants to take the titles of the bloodline falls. And that's really it. This felt, you know, it felt, it felt like a fallout episode. But before the, yeah. <laughs> the actual pay-per-view, it yeah. was like it was like or, or like a. Uh, what Sunday Night Heat became, where they would just sort of run video packages, and mm-hmm. you have Gunther versus Dolph Ziggler, and it's like, okay, what's the point of this? Um, so I don't know, man. I wasn't, I wasn't really into. It. I was sitting there. Well, look, I think WrestleMania. <clears throat> before we start getting lit up in the comments and everything, save it. Uh, WrestleMania is going to be phenomenal. I think it's going to be really good. I think there's a lot of cool stuff. I think even the matches that have had like no build that are just there to be there. I think uh, you know, like the the tag showcase matches. I think they're going to be really good matches. Mm-hmm. I still have no idea, except for Alpha Academy. I, I, don't, I don't know anybody else who's going to. I know Alpha Academy is not going to win that match because no. Otis is obviously going to like leave or yes. whatever. But I don't know, maybe Viking Raiders to set up an opponent for Sammy and Kevin Owens. Maybe. Could be. I don't know. Could be. That makes sense. That would make sense. Street Profits got the win this week, but maybe yeah. that's just a thing where they're like, hey, everybody loves when Street Profits win, so we're just yeah. going to keep on having them win. I don't know. I don't Let know me ask you this. Match. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Uh, going back to the main event. So uh, during the main event, uh, Usos come down to ringside to distract Cody, uh, allows Solo to hit the Uranagi, gets a two count, and then Sammy or yeah, Sammy and Kevin Owens come to the ring and they brawl with the Usos backstage. Now, mm-hmm. elements of that, not ex- that exact thing, but elements of that, I assume, would be a part of the WrestleMania main event where sure. where da- uh, Sammy and Kevin Owens come down to equalize the threat of the Usos as it relates to Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm, yeah. So I don't know if what they did here was give us a tease of that saying, well, uh, one-on-one Cody can beat anybody. Mm-hmm, we kind of mm-hmm. know that already because he's beaten everybody. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. But then the first thing you see Heyman doing is hopping on his phone and talking, you assume to Roman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 Are they going to hatch some additional plan in the eventuality that Sammy and Kevin Owens come to the ring, take the, the Usos out of the equation? Um, so that Roman has another advantage. I think, like it's so it's in, it's in, it's entirely possible. I think that it's still in my mind it's still a fifty fifty. I really do think it is by the end of the you know by the end of WrestleMania whether or not we're going to have a new champion. Um, I think it's possible. I think it is you know entirely possible that the plan might come to fruition just a SmackDown where they just try to beat the shit out of all three of those guys. Mm-hmm. That's probably what they're going to try to do. I thought I thought also Raw was weak because there was no Roman Reigns, and I know he's going to be there on SmackDown. And I know he's an attraction. I get it, but 
it's the Raw before Mania. Traditionally, it's been your flagship show. Yeah. That might have shifted now because of SmackDown being on a network and Roman mm-hmm. primarily working there. But Raw being your your, your flagship, traditionally your flagship show, yeah. not having Roman there. I don't know. It's kind of lame. But um, but no, I, I could see. I could see. Are they going to pull out something else at WrestleMania? Um, <laughs> is there any chance Sami Zayn's going to turn on Kevin Owens? <laughs> could you imagine if they lose to the Usos? But they drop like some clues in there that you don't pick up on till later. Yeah. And then Sammy turns on Kevin and allows Roman to win at WrestleMania. Ooh. Ooh. Heat. Oh my God, the heat. Heat. <laughs> and he's proving that, hey, I'm in the family. I am in the family. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't that think that's that feels like a swerve for a sake of a swerve. <clears throat> That's gonna that's 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 very much a Vince Russo swore. But he yes. was the head. He was the he was the writer there when Triple H was maybe not at his peak, but certainly coming up. Um, yeah. So yeah, I I don't know. It's it's entirely possible. There's any number of ways I think they can go if they had another thing, another mm-hmm. person, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. I just don't know who would be. You know, Jacob Fatu. Tamper, tamper, tamper. Oh, tamper, tamper, tamper. Oh, yeah. Tamper, I mean, tamper, the tamper. WB getting sued by MLW once isn't enough. They want to get oh, sued again. I got it. I got it. Zion Quinn. <laughs> he kind of looks bloodline-ish, you know? He's got those cool tribal tattoos. That's a terrible idea. No, it's not. All my ideas are bad, dude. I mean, I guess. Give me a good as, one. Give me a good Zion one. Quinn Give me a good said, one. If you look in the uh, dictionary for WB Superstar, you see his picture. Yeah, exactly. Um, give me a good, give me a good swerve. The Sammy one would kill me. I would, I would be cracking up. That'd be amazing, actually. I'm trying to think less somebody that might be a part of, you know, the 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 bloodline family, and more somebody who has history with Cody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. Randy Orton joins the bloodline. I mean that that wouldn't make any sense. No, it wouldn't at all. Seth Rollins. That's stupid. No, that wouldn't work. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, Die Hard Homer says Dustin, but as far as oh, I know, shit. Dustin's still signed with AEW, so that ain't happening. He's actively in a tag team with Keith Lee for That's some true. reason. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, uh, Rikishi, there you go. Rikishi waddles out there. Um, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I I think I think that, yeah, maybe. I kind of just feel like it's going to be Roman shows up at SmackDown. They all beat the shit out of all three of those guys. And uh, and prove their point, you know. And yeah, then probably. Be like which some... will telegraph a Cody win and, and a Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn win. Here's the thing: Cody has to face odds against him at least on SmackDown. He has to. They have to beat the living shit out of all three of these guys to give me any sense of indication that Cody that to to to, to enhance the drama in any way, shape, or form. I know because right now there's not a whole lot. Right. All right. But I mean, now it is. Just, I mean, it's the bloodline. It's the, I mean, the thing is, the bloodline always wins. So, like, that's what it's sort of stuck in my head. Is like, the bloodline always wins. They mm-hmm. always come out on top. And there's plenty of ways you can continue to go with this story. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. That like that leads me to believe Cody could easily take this loss at WrestleMania. I don't think it's going to happen. I think he's going to win because you go all in right now with that moment. Yeah. And the thought uh, they got they got new titles, you know, being made and uh and, and all that. I think that they're gonna do they're they're gonna do something big. Cody's gonna win, and then they're gonna take the 
the company in a new direction when it comes to the title stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, just, it makes sense. But It does make sense. Everything about the build of the story makes sense for Cody and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to win. It really mm-hmm. does. It really, yeah, it totally does. Yeah. It really does. Um, and oh, Tomatonga. Chaz Moses says Tomatonga. People be like, who's that guy? <laughs> like 20% of the audience would be like, hey, it's Tomatonga. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess if you look at it, the bloodline still has a numbers advantage because of Solo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. So and they don't necessarily be newly, need to add anybody in. But, you know, he'll the, be newly motivated. Yeah. The way Heyman was already on the phone right afterwards, as if he was like, all right, I, we got to formulate a plan now. Because mm-hmm. yeah. we're not going to have the obvious numbers advantage. Like the Usos are more or less taken out of the equation for the main event because of Sammy and Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. People are saying Jay White. They really need like another guy like Solo though. Like you know, if Solo's their enforcer, what's Jay White's role? You know, yeah, super enforcer, mercenary, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, uh, let's go ahead and dive into it. Uh, kicked off with Ms. TV, a great way to kick off any Monday night. Oh, wrong. when Ms. TV kicks off an episode of Raw, you know you're in for a long night. You're in for <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly it. So, anyways, of course, his uh, guests are Lita, Becky Lynch. And Trish Stratus, uh, he says, uh, Miz welcomes him in the ring and says, Becky, you've got a match with EO, so I'll start with you. Damage control made your life hell, so you had to call in backup. But you're the man. You work alone. What's it feel like to not be able to do it yourself and to have to rely on reinforcements? And Becky's like, I am the man, just like you are a man. And uh, I think Phoenix here, because they're in Phoenix, would agree when I say you sound like an insecure man with notoriously tiny balls. Uh, Miz says they're big. And Becky says, uh, uh, she says, they've been a thorn in my side since SummerSlam. They made it so I couldn't look after my child. They made it the hardest two months of my life. I thought I ended them at war games. So, yes, I don't get along with too many people, but there are two people I respect more than anybody else in this business. And you aren't one of them, Miz. When they fight with me, I fight with them. So Miz asks Lita, Trish, why now? Why make your return to play backup to Becky Lynch? Lita says, I don't really feel like backup. I feel like one half of the tag team champions. And then Damage Control's music hits and they interrupt. Uh, so if you'd like to take on the part of Damage Control, Larson. Sure, I could, I could do, I could be a bit Damage Control. Uh, damage Control. Sorry, I was looking at someone was mentioning Manu from uh, Legacy. <laughs> oh, okay. I was I was getting uh, caught up on on uh, on that. No, sorry. I'll go ahead and take over. Then. Is this so, what Bailey says that, that? Oh yeah. At one point, this would be a dream match for us. Is that where you left off? Is that where I was supposed to? No, pick up? it was uh, it was no 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 not now, Miz. I have something to say. Not now, Phoenix. You idiots. Okay, I'm I got sick it, and I got tired. It, I got it. All right, go uh, ahead. Uh, tag the three it. of you acting like this WrestleMania match is just another match. To us, it's our life. Every step led to this match. Trish and Lita, you act like you still mean something when you only meant something 20 years ago. And Trish says, I think there's a thing on Lita's shoulder that means she's relevant now. She's talking about the tag title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So then Bailey says, at one point, this would have been a dream match for us. Going up against someone I came up with and the and to fight two of our heroes and someone I looked up to is a different kind of dream now. Now our dream is to take out the top women in this division and two Hall of Famers all on the same night. So then Becky interjects. Steve, continue. She says, then what? You go on and do nothing. You got those two, and they haven't done anything. You took Dakota, a former two-time tag champ, and squandered her. You took Io, who's one of the greatest women's champs in NXT history, and made her into nothing. You made them lackeys. You haven't done anything. I thought this was going to end, but it's not. So it can only end at WrestleMania. 
And then Becky slams the mic down and they all just start screaming at each other. And then we get EO Sky versus Becky Lynch. But before that, Lars, let me ask something. Ah. Damage control isn't going to win this match, but they really need to. I know. Like they, they, Becky, Lita, and Trish, they get nothing out of a win here except for one of the major things, and that's to make the crowd happy. Like that's yeah. what they like to do, right? Yeah. yeah. But like, and I, I don't know, I've said this a million times, and I've been kind of right. Damage control has needed wins all along the way because now they're not really a threat. And that's sort of the point. But if they get a win here, they're way back up because these are legends and Becky Lynch, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you'd think this would be a huge win for damage control. But as you mentioned, they've been in need of a huge win for uh, quite a while. Mm, yeah. So, I mean, you would think, well, if they don't win, and they've already kind of teased us to a degree. This could be the end of damage control. It could be, and it kind of sucks because I know that they won the tag titles, but damage control I could have seen, unless unless they were always like, hey, you know what? We know EO Sky should be a solo act. She could be a big deal. We could, mm-hmm. you know, make her into, into a pretty big thing. And maybe the same, maybe they think the same about Dakota Kai. No shade to her. She's great. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's the idea. Maybe the idea is this is going to be a relatively temporary thing. It's going to last less than a year before we elevate them because Becky's not a terribly good leader. That's a possibility. Yeah, it could be. It could be. Uh, so then, yeah, we got EO versus Becky. Really fun bout. Uh, Becky gets the win. It was a pretty cool finishing sequence where EO's looking for a, a moonsault. Uh, Becky evades. They trade some roll-ups, and then out of that... Well, actually, Becky also tried for a disarmor. Uh, but out of all that, hits the manhandle slam to get the win... And then after that, we had an Oscar video package that, focusing that predominantly on what she did in NXT. That match was really, really good. By it the way. was really good. like the moon salt. All that shit was really, really good. Yeah. That Sorry. Um, hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, no, the the Oscar stuff was, uh, no, it was a really good video package, you know. It was. I mean, it's no substitute for an actual like good story for their her, her match against Bianca, but it's really well put together. Video it's really package, well put together uh, Oscar video package, especially if you like going down memory lane and reminiscing about how dominant she was in NXT. She's very accomplished. Yeah, like you know, it's funny because it's like it's like they show, but with the way she was booked in NXT for fans like you and I. It was never enough. I know <laughs> she's had know. everything like several times over. It's never been. It enough. It still seems, yeah, it still seems underwhelming compared to how she was booked in NXT. I forgot when she was put on the Oscar lock, she'd put it on and like swing people around. Yeah, I know. I f- completely yeah. forgot about that because she doesn't. Yeah. Well, she didn't use the Oscar lock anymore. But on main roster, she kind of stopped doing that. 
I think I think there may be like there are things the big things like she won money in the bank because Becky got pregnant and then they just gave her the title. Right. She was undefeated, walked into WrestleMania, Charlotte beat her. Mm -hmm. It was always like they would put her up there, except she wasn't quite a horsewoman. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it was like, nah, man, I think she she's up there with them at the very least, probably even. You know, because she's such a good wrestler. I know. She's such a great promo. She's such a compelling character. She's got all the charisma, you know, and it's like, and that's through a bit of a language barrier, you know, and that ain't easy to communicate all that and through a language barrier. It's so, she's so impressive. She is so impressive. That's why all those accomplishments still not enough. I still seem like she'd be much more. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Much more, much more. Uh, then we got a Seth Rollins interview. Uh, Kathy interviews him backstage, asks about getting knocked out by Logan Paul. And before he can really answer, Mustafa Ali walks up to him and says, actually, Seth has nothing nice to say, so he won't say anything. Seth, I just want you to see the positive side in Logan knocking you out. See, Logan and his crew had no idea who you were before the Rumble, and now Logan and his millions of fans can't wait to see him land a lucky punch. Honestly, you should be more grateful and think more positive Ali. Mm-hmm. And Seth's yeah. like, ah, ha, 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 I get it. Genius. Put that on a shirt. Deserves a prize. And I could get my guy, uh, work on your drip game because, like, Ali had a, a bucket hat. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was like a black and white. Some silly sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like high contrast outfit. Mm-hmm. And then Seth says, no, I got it. So months ago, when you were begging me for a fight for the U.S. championship, remember that? They say good things come to those who wait. So tonight is Seth versus Ali. <laughs> yeah, we had two of the cooler stomp sequences too. I've seen oh, yeah. in a little while. Oh yeah, the trio O one was something else. He gave he get most of Ali is truly spectacular, man. He's he's really just probably the best seller that they have had since like Dolph Ziggler. Because mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he uh, Seth had him in the trio O, and he gives him a stomp to like sort of the like the idea is the front of his face, but it's like he sort of did on this on the side here yeah, on his yeah, neck, yeah. and. Uh, and then, and then he ends up like selling it and then rolling over in position for a regular stomp. And the way he sells that is just absolutely phenomenal. He spikes his head from like a foot uh, uh, over the mat. It's really, really terrific. It was stuff. really good. It was uh, really good. So, of course, Seth gets the win there after the match. As you mentioned earlier, he says, uh, uh, night one at WrestleMania, I finally get to get my hands on Logan Paul. Logan, he's got a history of making a joke out of himself, but I'll level with you. If I can't beat him, he's not the joke. I am. He tossed me out of the rumble, cost me at the chamber, and cheap shot at me twice. In five days, it all comes back around. A little birdie told me April 1st happens to be his birthday. The WWE Universe at WrestleMania are going to be serenading you all night, but it's not happy birthday. Phoenix, want to give him a taste of what Logan's going to hear at Mania? Sing that damn song. And then they all they do that thing. And then he says, Logan, Logan, see you at WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, so we go to earlier in the day. Baron Corbin is with uh, Adam Pierce, complaining about a bunch of stuff. Uh, I guess he's like Rick Boogs wanted to have a match with them, but Pierce won't book it. Um, and he complained about not having a match at WrestleMania. I like that. You know what? Everybody like later on was all happy about being in the Andre, but Baron Corbin was like, "I should be at WrestleMania. Why am I not at WrestleMania?" Yeah, that's what they should all be asking. Yeah, you know? you'd think so. You'd think so. So uh, Chelsea walks in. Uh, Pierce adds Corbin to the Battle Royal so he can square off against Boogs there on Friday. And then Chelsea asks, why am I not getting a showcase match? 
And Pierce says, well, you don't have a partner. Piper doesn't want to have anything to do with you. So then Sonya Deville walks up um, and, and, and says uh, about Pierce, he's just intimidated. I used to do his job. He used to do it better. And he's intimidated by strong women. And then Pierce says, all right, you two can have a match tonight. You win it, you're in. And uh, he says, maybe you can call yourselves the complaint comp- department. Yeah, it was pretty funny. And so they're happy. They leave because they get an opportunity to go to WrestleMania. And the Baron comes back in and just says, seriously? <laughs> that was pretty funny, actually. I like that bit. Uh, yeah. So after that, we had nothing really say. Oh, my question about that. Did I miss something? What happened to Carmella? Did she get injured? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Does anybody know what happened to Carmella in chat? Did we miss something? Yeah, Not shocking something? if we did. It's always possible. Yeah. Uh, we had a Brock Lesnar and Amos weigh in. I know Mr. Dope was sad because they changed Amos's music from Big Man Time. Big Man Time. Anyways. <laughs> to something with no lyrics. <laughs> yeah, what the heck, man? Now you're going to change it? Yeah, that's strange. All right. That's strange. Uh, Aussie Dragoon here believes. Says, I think they said last week mm. she was injured. Okay. Uh, so anyways, uh, Corey's in the ring with Adam Pierce. He welcomes us to the weigh-in. He brings in a Moss. MVP's by his side. MVP takes over for Corey. He says, before we are joined by the beast, this is one final opportunity to see the specimen that is a Moss. <clears throat> you see, I'll give you credit, Brock. I respect you immensely. You've stepped in the ring and conquered some of the best ever people like Kurt Angle, Goldberg, Roman Reigns. But I'd be remiss if I didn't mention beating the Undertaker streak. Unlike those men, this is a Nigerian giant. At WrestleMania, you can't suplex or F5 him. You can't defeat him. Amos, if you please. He steps up 410 pounds. My goodness gracious, that is a lot of man. Uh, and then Brock's music hits. He comes out. He's all business. He's got a little smile. He keeps his eyes locked on Amos, salutes the crowd, gets his jacket off, comes in. But then Brock immediately goes after Amos, hits a shoulder block, runs the ropes, grabs the scale, tries to hit Amos, but he gets uh, kicked down. Amos picks up the weight uh, with ease, and uh, Brock gets the hell out of there. Amos holds it over his shoulder like a bat as uh, Brock stares off. Shout yes. out to Chris Garrix for the notes, by yes, the way, thank too. You, Chris. These are thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. You know, it's not very often we see Brock Lesnar run ropes these days. It's not. He doesn't really run ropes. Yeah. No, no he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't. So, but he understands you got to get that momentum. He's got to change he up t- his style. He typically doesn't need the momentum because he's so big. Exactly. But exactly. You can't just rely pounds. on power here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You need velocity and inertia as well. Something like that. You yeah. Got to dig into your physics. He book. needs to make potential energy kinetic energy. Yeah. You got that right. Exactly. Because potential is just sitting there it waiting. It could be energy, energy, but it's not yet. It's not yet. It's just potential. And then you bounce the ropes and then kinetic. all the kinetic is happening. Right. We took physics. That's where we met. Uh, that's where we met. That's where we met. Then we had a Charlotte Ooh. flare Ooh. video package. Uh, follow that with a Rhea Ripley interview. Uh, Byron asked her about Charlotte. Ripley says, look, there's no denying how great Charlotte is, but I don't need to be reminded every week. She's a 14 times champ. Her legacy is unmatched. <clears throat> I must beat Charlotte. I must become the biggest star here. I need Charlotte's title to do so. It's Charlotte's legacy against my destiny. Charlotte can't stop me from becoming the new SmackDown's champ at WrestleMania. That is right. And then we had a Finn Balor promo. This was like a pre-taped. Yeah. Yeah. He says, Edge, it was always going to be this way, wasn't it? 
You say you thrive and were and baptized in the cell, and now you want to lock yourself inside cell. Golly, what the heck? And now you want to look lock yourself inside the cell with me. Don't you know there's nothing more dangerous than a caged demon? So go to your dark place, light your candles, do whatever you need to do to unlock it. But I don't summon my demons. They're always here. You just need to look closely. But then they do a really cheesy graphic with like, yeah, and yeah. it looks like it was like a like a high school project. Well, it also they... looks like it was like a, a picture of Finn from like five years ago. <laughs> that they kind of flashed to. Yeah, and then they get so they changed up now the graphic too. So it's official, <laughs> even though I don't know why, why the demon aspect of it has to be made official. Yeah, I know. They put the demon, well, they do it for, I get it. They do it for advertising purposes, but it's like they put the demon Finn Balor. It's just, man, Judgment Day's purple. I want to see fucking purple demon. Okay. Yeah, I know. Purple demon, extra, extra shithead. Uh, right. Finn exactly. Balor. It should just yeah. be double shitty. Yeah. Wander this world. 97 says, what the hell is that accent? I was trying to transition in a joking manner, but then I forgot how to speak english so forgive me it happens to us all sometimes steve yeah uh then we got preview of wrestlemania tag team showcase match eight man tag team action street profits braun and ricochet taking on alpha academy and viking raiders so it, showcase for the showcase it was match. a showcase for the showcase it was it was a fun <laughs> enough bout um <laughs> uh maxine dupree's watching backstage dupree? at one point otis rips his shirt off as Maxine is watching on. Uh, finish of this was really cool. So uh, Gable eats a right hand from Doc and Strowman tags in. This does the Strowman Express thing ringside to everybody. He gets mm-hmm. back in the ring. Eric knees Braun right in the face. Braun responds with a spine buster. He tags in Ricochet. Uh, Braun hits the power slam. Ricochet gets on Braun's shoulders. Montez tags in. Ricochet hits a 630 off Braun. And then Ford leaps over Braun as he's doing his pose in the corner to hit a frog splash, changes directions in midair to get the win. That was awesome. That was really cool. Also, Otis pouncing Braun out of the ring was pretty cool, too. Yeah. That was pretty neat. So, yeah, there was good stuff here. I just kind of wish they would have, like, saved it for, you know, it's like, why don't I have every team choose a guy to have, like, a triple threat to establish some sort of advantage? Or four-way match. match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four-way, yeah, that's right. Yeah, good yeah. point. Sorry, there's four of them. Yeah, nobody gets left out here. Uh, anyways, after that match, we had a Cody Rhodes interview. Kathy's backstage with him. She asked about the match tonight and if he feels vulnerable. He says, I love it. I live for this position. I understand Solo is undefeated. No pins or submissions. If Roman and Heyman were standing here, you'd have to ask them if I had a chance tonight and at WrestleMania. They'd probably cackle. But I'd ask Mr. Heyman why I have to fight the enforcer six days from the big one. I think it's because they know. Um, they ask, has Cody Rhodes earned it? The fire didn't start when I returned at AT&T Stadium. It started a long time ago before that. I've not only earned it, but lived it. Solo finds out tonight. He's not ready. And at WrestleMania, I defeat Roman Reigns. Uh, then we got the, the latest, and I think probably the last one of these movie parodies. Um, it's the Bloodline cast in the famous scene from Goodfellas. You know, where Joe Pesci's like, I'm funny. Funny how? Funny oh like a clown? Friend. My favorite part about this. Do I this, amuse you? Do I amuse you? My f- number one, Heyman is born to be an actor. He really should have been an actor. And Roman's really coming along, too. My favorite part, though, was the punchline at the very end when Solo says, Hey, tribal chief, you are really funny. 
and then Roman just looks weirded out by it. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, after that, we had another video package, this time for Bianca Belair again. Terrific video package. Yeah, really well done. Really, really well, well done. done video package. Really well done. Not so well done, this Austin Theory. Oh, my God. Who, who thought this was a good idea? Who thought, hey, how about this? Instead of coming out to a packed crowd and trying to feed off that energy, you know? Remember a couple years ago when pandemic hit and we had everybody dropping really awkward empty arena promos by necessity because people didn't want to get the COVIDs? Why don't we do that instead? Yeah, I know. And, and, and dude, I'm sorry, but even like the best promo in the bit, like remember when Stone Cold came out and dropped that really awkward promo? I mean, they told him to go out there and do a bunch of jokes. And it was terrible. And Austin, apparently, in retrospect, had said, yeah, I hated this. I didn't want to do it, but Vince made me do it. Yeah. Even Austin has a hard time in an empty arena. I know. I know. This was just terrible, man. Oh, God, this was bad. So when you have Austin Theory with this version of his character now, where it's hard enough for him as this character to be captivating on the mic in front of an arena full of people that he can bounce off of, react off of, feed mm. off their energy, you take that same character who's not that interesting, put him in an empty arena where he doesn't have that give and take with the crowd. Yeah. It's yeah. just him doing a monologue and there's just nothing really to it. It just seems I, so empty. I appreciate the basic premise. You feed off the people. I don't need to. I yeah. don't need the people to do this. But I don't know. It was just kind of, it's just, mm -mm, no, wasn't good. So, I, but, I, but I give them... For, for it to really matter, though, if he says you feed off the people and I don't need the people, then this should have been like fucking Shakespearean, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> this should have always had yeah. tears with the quality of the performance. That's the only way you have to sell it to that extent, you know? Yeah. And yeah. It, it wasn't that. The material it, wasn't strong enough. This really should have been this whole story ever since the Cena promo should have been Austin Theory trying out new characters, you know, being like, hey, I could be the Doctor of Thugonomics. Yeah, or, and here uh, he's I like, oh, be... you went to Hollywood, John? Watch me. I'm a real thespian. Yeah, yeah exactly. Here's my cold read. <laughs> yeah. yeah, here's my cold read. There you go. That's good. He grabs a, a, a you know, Where are my sides? sides? Yeah, sides from Peacemaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. People in chat, they're fucking defending it. That's great that you liked it. I'm happy for you. But this, <laughs> I sat here thinking this is garbage. Oh man! So I know we're like supposed to be the positive podcast, but every once in a while they drop dirt on us, and I got to yeah, call man, it you got to keep it real, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Got to keep it real. Uh, Look, we've been the biggest WWE stands since Triple H showed up, so I don't want to hear people being like, "You guys are negative now." Bias, mm -hmm. yeah, bias. No. Oh, you guys are AEW stands. No, we're not. Watch one of our AEW reviews. Yeah, no. Uh, so yeah, you know, theory says this Saturday I lose everything according to you, John. That's where you're wrong. You thought you exposed me, but you exposed yourself. You showed everyone the one thing that you can't see is the future is right in front of you. You wanted to hit me with a reality check saying no one believes in me. You wonder why I'm here alone. Well, there's a difference between being here alone or in a sold-out stadium. I don't do it. Oh, sorry, there's no difference. I don't do it for the W Universe. I don't do it for the kid who wants to be the next Austin Theory, and I don't do it for John Cena. I do this for me. It's so sad. I would have let you go down the hero, but you made it personal. Everyone looks up to you. It'll be so fitting that you're going to be looking up at me. And that's not a theory. I'm going to make you believe in me. Believe in Austin Theory. WB Universe. I'll uh, make them stop believing in you. It's going to happen this Saturday at WrestleMania. It's just not that interesting of stuff. No, it's not. Well, okay, let me ask you this then. Let's take them. They want to take them out of the arena. Prove we don't need people. Instead of 
or take take him out of like where people are uh, instead of the empty arena. Is there a more because I think they've got all these great video packages, right? If they film this more filmish style, yeah, maybe it could have been better. You know, when I first heard they were going to do this, I didn't see it. They should have yeah. had him sitting in the stands. Oh, I like when they do that. Yeah, that does kind of make a difference, doesn't it? Does it does make yeah. a difference. Rather than staying in, in the ring and empty arena, they should have done it in like a sensory deprivation tank. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> says, I don't need anybody. I don't need light. I don't need sounds. <laughs> yeah. I just need to be floating in water in this tank. How about this? He like walks around the arena. He's like, you know what I'm doing now, Cena? I'm crop dusting. That's right. I had a lot of chili before this, and I'm I start know. crop. I'm I crop got a dusting. hot dog from concessions. So every all these idiot fans of yours, they're gonna come and they're gonna sit in my fart. Okay, that's what's gonna happen tonight, John. <laughs> and I'm gonna do the same thing at WrestleMania. I'm gonna show up early, right, John? And I'm gonna walk around the entire stadium. I'm gonna be crop dusting all the chili that I had earlier in the day, John. Yep. I had. Th- I'm gonna have three chili dogs, John. Seventy-five thousand the seats, st- all crop dusted. <laughs> I'm crop dusting all of them. So they're gonna come in. They're gonna sit in my ass, John. That's what they're gonna do. They're gonna be cheering your name because they're gonna start WrestleMania with Cena versus Austin Theory. So they're gonna get in there. And <laughs> Fortune says, "Put him in a van down by the river." <laughs> Hey, John Cena, I'm in a van down by the river. I don't need these people showing up at WrestleMania. Oh, man, that's funny. Adam Bull got it right. I was doing Mark Wahlberg. I know. know. Hey, John. Hey, John. Oh, my gosh. Uh, So then we got a WrestleMania showcase qualifying match. Uh, We got Sonya and Chelsea taking on Mia Yim and Candice LeRae uh, before this match got started. It was made official on WB programming that Stacy Keebler is going to be inducted into the WB Hall of Fame this year. That's awesome. That is really cool, man. Uh, Sonya and Chelsea, they qualify for WrestleMania. Uh, so the finish saw Candice tag in, hit a double-team crossbody, and avoid the ripcord lariat. Candice then hits a, cro- a clothesline and a senton. Mia tags in. They hit a double-team splash on green. Uh, Sonya breaks that up. Uh, Sonya then is doing some taunting. Mia kicks her out. Uh, and then uh, Sonya hits Mia, which allows Chelsea to hit, and I'm prettier to get the win. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's cool, man. I'm so happy for Chelsea Green, dude. Mm. She's awesome. Mm. She she really does light up the screen. Yep. I, I'm sorry. I keep on chuckling at my own joke about that fucking crop dusting stuff. <laughs> crop dusting's inherently funny, Steve. <laughs> There's some things that are just hilarious. Uh, sometimes Paul Heyman could be here at an interview. Uh, he's not being funny here, though. He's being very serious. Kathy's backstage with him. He says, um, <clears throat> yay, though, he walks through the shadow of the island of relevancy. So, you know, this is going to when he starts off like that, you know, it's going to be a long one. Yeah. Uh, he says, Cody Rhodes fears no tribal chief because Cody is not ready. He proved it a few minutes ago when he asked why it's important to fight solo. It's not important. It's relevant because Solo is ready to weaken Cody Rhodes for his match against Roman Reigns. Solo's not here to compete. He's here to put a beating on Cody and make sure he isn't 100% on Sunday. You may say it's undignified, but Roman is ready to stoop to those depths and get any advantage that he can. That's the difference, Kathy. He said, wise man, I'm ready. And so he stopped being the big dog and became the tribal chief. This is the same Cody Rhodes we've always seen because Cody Rhodes has never been ready. He was never ready to fill the shoes of Dusty Rhodes to be the man of this generation or to beat Roman Reigns. He needs to be ready for the beating by Solo tonight. And on Friday, Cody must be ready to take the emotional baggage dumped on him. Is Roman Reigns going to trauma dump on Cody? He keeps on talking about this emotional baggage. Is Roman Reigns going to be talking like, you know, stories from his life, you know? Oh, man. It's probably like a 
Roman's probably talking about times where he and Dusty were talking and it was all like, oh man, Roman, you're tops. Son yeah. Cody. <laughs> Garbage. Yeah. yeah. So like one time I checked out at Walmart and I tossed my receipt to the side, but then I remembered I have to show my receipt at the door. Walmart guy said, you can't leave with that stuff. I'm like, hold on. I got to get my receipt. Just go trauma dumping walk all Walmart. over Walmart trying to find my receipt. I was there for three hours <laughs> trying to find my receipt, looking at garbage cans in case someone threw it away, in case I accidentally threw it away. Cody, how familiar are you with the works of Kafka? <laughs> Metamorphosis, the trial. <laughs> Others. Yeah, it's not Frankly, I've never read those books. I've only seen the film adaptations. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, he says... Ah, Heyman says, then Cody, I implore you, be ready for the greatest moment in your entire existence and the glory of your own defeat when you disappoint everyone. Be ready to acknowledge your tribal chief this Sunday at WrestleMania. Then they kick in some weekend music. Yeah. Uh, then we got uh, Damian Priest and Dom coming to the ring in advance of a match against Rey Mysterio. But first, we get a Dom promo. This was awesome. This was, this really, was really good. Cool. He says, it takes a real low life to hit their own child. I thought you were a deadbeat then. Now you really are. Everyone saw the video of you attacking me, and after Damien beats you, I'm going to humiliate you at WrestleMania. Everyone will know what a failure of a father you really are. Roll the footage. So they show footage from SmackDown of Ray Punch and Dom. Uh, it comes back, and he just starts to insult uh, his entire family in Spanish. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, and he continues, what kind of father hits his son? What mother sits there and does nothing? The silence was deafening. I should have told her to shut up a long time ago. Dad, I've never said it out loud, but I wish Eddie was my real father and you never existed. My entire family has disgraced the Mysterio name, and that name will be mine at WrestleMania. This was good. Especially was when good. he starts going off in Spanish. This was really good. Yeah. yeah. Boy, he's come a long way. Yeah, he has. Uh, then we had uh, Damian Priest versus Rey Mysterio. So uh, Rey comes out. And uh, this went to a DQ, right? Didn't uh, yeah, what's yeah, his face? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Dominic yeah. attacks him right when Ray was on the verge of probably beating Priest. Uh, him and Damian double team Ray, uh, and then uh, Legato's music hits, and there's a big old close up on Ray who says, "Okay, let me go," <laughs> because Priest and Dom they uh, they had him, and then they as soon as he says that they drop him and they they run out of there because Legato's on the way to help out. Yep. And uh, so yeah. That's that's the go home probably segment for Ray versus Dom unless they revisit on SmackDown, but I kind of feel like they don't really have a reason to. No, it just if, they'll probably get a video package. Uh, then we're backstage, the OC or at least Good Brothers, Gallows and Anderson are there with Gargano, John, John. looking at the list of participants in the Andre Battle Royal on SmackDown. They walk, uh, walk away. Boogs comes in. <laughs> He's excited. He's in the Battle Royal, and then Elias walks up to him and says, "I am too." He tells Boogs, takes notes, and then when he's about to leave, he turns around and almost walks right into Dexter Loomis. He's like, no, turns. Well, yeah, because Elias had said, I'm a lock to win this thing. I'm a lock to win this, yeah. Yeah. So he sees uh, Dexter. No. Turns around, sees Bronson Reed. No. Mm -hmm. And so he turns around again, and there's Lashley. And Lashley says, Mm -hmm. you're a lock to win. I'll see you on Friday. Yeah. And he walks away, and Elias is all... Uh, yeah, a lot of competition in that ring. Lashley's going to beat everybody, by the way. Yeah, unless uh, L.A. Knight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so after that, we had a quick Kevin Owens and Sammy video promo. Sammy says, it's been a pretty emotional year between us and the Usos. We're now finding ourselves less than a week away from the biggest tag team match of all time. It takes place in L.A., and everybody knows we started in Montreal with nothing but uh, uh, 
with nothing but there we earned our names and there and became WG. a tag team. Yeah. He says it comes full circle on Sunday and walk into L.A. as a team. And then Owen says every fight together alongside or against has always been about the bigger and better thing. It's us against the Usos, the best team in WWE. But that ends on Sunday when show everybody what we can do. We're going to L.A. to achieve the biggest thing we can do together and we become undisputed tag champions. And we're doing it at WrestleMania. Yeah, WrestleMania. Dun, 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 dun. Remember the old WrestleMania theme? Oh, yeah. I thought you were singing dun, dun, some weekend. Dun, 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 dun. There's constellations in the sky and the logo comes in. I love when people are behind on YouTube, but they react to stuff as they watch it because just now Jamar Phillips in YouTube chat said, is Austin Theory Mark Wahlberg? Yeah. Yeah, Jamar. What's wrong with that? I'm a crop dusty, Jamar. Uh, then we got uh, Gunther taking on Dolph Ziggler. Um, as you would expect, Gunther just beats the hell out of Dolph. That bit where Dolph leaps towards Gunther and, and Gunther chops the hell out of him was pretty great. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, Ziggler is such a great cell guy. Yeah, he is. So Gunther wins. Power bomb uh, hits uh, his uh, last symphony. Get the win after the match. He grabs Mike. So Steve, you want to do this? Since you do the Gunther voice, Gunther, yes, gets on the ring. Says Sheamus, Drew McIntyre. This fight, this disgrace of being forced to defend my Intercontinental Championship against both of you. But have a look, because this is the fate that awaits you at WrestleMania. Yes, Gunther's getting pretty decent there, Steve. I can bust it out every once in a while. Yeah, it's getting yeah. there. It's getting there. It's getting Thank there. Uh, then Thank we get our main event. You're pretty good with the impressions, so that should come as no surprise. <laughs> You're pretty good with the voices. You're pretty hey, good with the, the voices. voices. Pretty funny. Yeah, you know, Gunther said, hey, Seamus, hey, Drew McIntyre, this fight. Anyway, sorry. Uh, we got our main event, Cody, taking on Solo. Uh, early on, it kind of seemed like the situation where it played to the story of Solo not being ready. Like, Cody's like, hey, come follow me, Solo. Ha ha, mm-hmm. trap set. You fell for it. Boom, yeah. There's a couple instances where that happened. Anyways, down towards the, the that later on. Disaster kick, Cody Cutter. Uh, hits a crossroads. Uh, and so he's really selling the effects of the match and is slow to cover. And Solo's selling the crossroads, but I think he was a little far away from the ropes. So Cody mm-hmm. leans over and says something to him. And, get, and get closer to the ropes. Solo kind of scoots over. Cody covers. <laughs> uh, Solo gets his foot on the rope. Uh, Cody goes up top looking for a moonsault, misses that, and Heyman's laughing at Cody. Ha, 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 ha. You're not ready. And so uh, Solo is looking for a Samoan spike. Instead, he gets another Cody cutter. That's when the Usos come to the ring. Solo hits Cody with a super kick, spinning Solo for a two, and that's when Sammy and Kevin Owens come to the ring. They brawl with the Usos up to the stage and backstage. Um, and so uh, Solo calls for another Samoan spike. Cody hits that, crossroads, covers Solo to get the win. Solo is no longer undefeated. That is correct. And so Cody's celebrating his stuff, and then Heyman's on his phone as he walks up the stage. Who's he yeah. talking to, though? Domino's Pizza. Oh, like, I'm, I'm stressed out. I'm going to stress eat right now. <laughs> I don't like what I just saw. I need five maybe, medium pizzas. Maybe Cody is ready. Maybe he is ready. I'm ready to eat some Domino's. Um... So uh, this morning I was like, man, I feel like for some reason I have all the time in the world. Turns out I did because I forgot to put up question threads. Oh. I think. No, there's one. On, there's one on Patreon. Is there really yeah, for the raw me. episode? Oh, today? I know that's bonus show. Oops. No, you're ah, right. No question thread. So uh, I'm. 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 Uh, we're gonna go through. We have some super chats. Please, uh, uh, people on the Twitch, highlight those questions on YouTube. 
uh, ask some questions. I know we've got a super chat up here that might eat up some time, so All I'll right. go to that. Sure. Uh, let's see here. Past uh, $5 super chat says, what's good, brothers? I'm stuck at work like always, but wanted to show some love. Keep up the great work for, 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 for life. Thank you very much. Thank I appreciate so much. that. Thank you, thank I appreciate that. Zoe Canrana here subbed as well. Uh, here we go. Diard Homer says, what other popular 80s movies has CM Punk not seen? So, okay. Why do you think, and I, I, I asked this tongue in cheek, not, you know, I asked this tongue in cheek. You and I are uh, in the same age. I think me and Punk are both the same age. Yeah. Um, Rocky was basically in the DNA. Like I knew about Rocky from like my earliest memories because the first one came out, I believe a year before I was born. It came out in 77, I believe. I think it was 76. Yeah. Right. Um, And so especially by the time Rocky four came around, like it was everything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering how he never saw that as a kid. Do you think his parents just weren't like, not huge movie people or like, because you know, it was everything like teen wolf back to the future ghostbusters. There wasn't a lot of stuff to do in the eighties. It was go outside and play, go to the mall or go to the movies. That was yeah. kind of it. I'm like video games were also kind of a thing. Yeah. Just then, really but like, think, yeah, yeah. Like 85, 86, 87, like Nintendo was a thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we had like a Commodore 64 in and our house. The Atari 2600. You had an that, Atari. Yeah. yeah. I didn't yeah. have one of those. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm sort of curious, like, do you think his parents maybe just weren't movie people? I don't know because based, you know, he's, he literally has a Cobra tattoo on his shoulder. So it's not like he was completely unaware of eighties pop culture. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. So, you know, cause GI Joe was a pretty huge thing at that time in the mid eighties. It was huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maggie says, I never saw Star Wars as a kid. My parents weren't sci-fi people, but I could quote countless 90s action movies. Maybe his parents weren't those things. But then also, I'm pretty sure he was really into, I mean, he's written comic books nowadays. So I'm guessing as, sure, yeah. as, as you know, in the 80s, he wasn't really into comic books. So Maybe. I yeah. don't know. I mean, sometimes just things kind of slip through the cracks. Could be. You know, there's movie franchises. You know, people just don't see and maybe by the time he was an adult and he's like oh that's maybe by the time he's adult he's a bit cynical about it oh that stuff yeah right you know the so underdog do you think story he hasn't seen <laughs> ghostbusters do you think he hasn't seen ghostbusters because like know. you said he's got the cup so he's seen gi joe he knows a gi joe yeah he knows gi joe right so i wonder if he's seen like ghostbusters was also the big thing like came out that was like one of the four huge things in the mid 80s yeah it was ghostbusters back to the future uh, Star Wars is still huge then too. Star Wars is still pretty big. Return of the Jedi was like I think that ended that was like 83. 83, yeah. 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 But like I'm thinking like from 84 to like 88. Like Do you think he saw RoboCop? Later. Later. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think he saw that as a kid. Yeah, Maybe he did. I saw it when I was like but total eight recall. Or 9. I think he probably saw Total Recall, but maybe later. I don't know. Hmm. It is very confusing. My dad took me to go see Total Recall in the theater. That's pretty awesome. That is really awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah. That was what, 11, 12, something like that. <laughs> so I don't honestly, it's so difficult to tell. I don't know. Maybe don't maybe know. his parents were like, well, Rocky's not like a kid's movie, so I'm not, we're not going to take him to see that, but we'll take him to go see Goonies. Maybe. 
You know, maybe we'll take him to go see Back like to the Future. Ghostbusters is, is, is not a kid's movie, but it's not. I wouldn't necessarily say it's a movie made for adults either. Well, back in the 80s, it was a bit different. It because was. Like, kid, like, they had RoboCop toys. You know yeah, what I mean? No, so it's I like, know. okay, Dad, can I see the source material here? I don't think you want to do that, son. Because that movie is fucked up. Yeah. Um, and they would do that a lot in the 80s. Like, they bust out toys and cartoons for shit that was wildly inappropriate. Rambo had a cartoon. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be taking your kids to go see Rambo movies, no. dude. But I think my parents did. You know, I think I saw that in the theaters. Yeah. Even, like, Rambo 3, which has, like, the highest body count, like, ever or some shit like that. Um. So, yeah, I, I don't. I can't answer that question because I, I would need to know the root cause of him not having seen Rocky movies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Eduardo Morales here on YouTube asks, what are your top five favorite Mania themes? Dun, 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 dun. Is that the original one? Yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, favorite Mania themes. That they themes. used for years. Years. Yeah. Favorite Mania themes. I'll be honest with you. I know it's corny as fuck, but I like that weekend song. They use it like three years in a row. Oh, the Blinded by the Light, that one? Blinded by the Lights one, yeah. That's a good song. I just don't yeah. remember a lot of the Mania themes, other than the, the more recent ones. Like, is is uh, My Way or the Highway considered a Mania theme, or do they just use no, it for that video No, that's just a video package, package, I believe. Okay. Uh, Mayor Planet Houston asks, what Mania build would you fix and how? It's more like, which one of them I wouldn't fix? Uh, I would have fixed the Bianca versus Oscar one. That's the one I feel like. Uh, look, Rhea versus Charlotte just needed people attacking each other. Bianca versus Oscar needed a bit more depth. Needed, yeah. needed depth to it, you know. Yes, because I thought there's a lot there you could work with, and they just didn't. They haven't done any of it. I know that's the one that's probably the most in need of of, mm-hmm. of something. Yeah. Uh, John Chambers asks, "What's the grossest spot you've ever seen?" It's when Supreme got lit on fire. We saw his flesh melting off his arm. Can't disagree with that. Johnny Night Moves says, "Does the demon being in hell in a cell?" Yeah, I like that name it's too. Good, good name. Does the demon being in hell in a cell change your predictions for the match? No, I thought Finn was going to win it going in, and I think the demon's going to win it even now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to do something. Ash should Solo be pissed at Roman for not having a match at Mania, but being reduced to an enforcer or henchman? No, he's new, so he's learning stuff. Yeah, and as Cody said, he's not ready. He's not really, yeah, well, don't tell him that. He gets really upset about that. Uh, White Brownie here asks, if go-home math still applies, how would you determine the matches for the competitors who weren't on the show this week? There's still a SmackDown. There's still a SmackDown. And then you go back to the last segment they had. Mm -hmm. Uh, Eduardo, oh, sorry, I already got that one. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Blind Mask says, would Wheeler Yuta be more effective as a character if he became a silent killer type character? No, I think he's probably going to be more effective as the next couple months go on because he's a bad guy. He needs to and be I a shithead is what he needs to be. That's Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, like Claudio telling him to go fuck people up and then him being really you know bloodthirsty about it. And I think he's going to help it. him a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and, sh- and being shitty too. Yeah, yeah he's got to be a shithead. So White Brownie says, looked it up in Solo's record in NXT and singles matches was 14-4. and four. I th- For some reason, I thought when I looked it up, he was undefeated, but okay. Hmm. Fair enough. Uh, Showtime AJ asks, "What's the best mania of the last two years?" <laughs> I'm sorry. What's the best WrestleMania of the last two years? Yeah, going back to what twenty? So, like, what's better? Thirty-seven or thirty-eight? Or t- I guess. <laughs> 
What? 37 was the... Uh, that was the first one back in front of fans where the first night uh, got a bunch of rain. Okay, so that one had uh, Bianca versus Sasha made of Sasha, yeah, killer match, and that and was a good, it, that was a really good night one. Yeah, the night one was really good. The night two was main evented by Roman versus uh, Daniel Bryan and, and Edge, very stacked. Okay, I remember liking that one, and then last year was Roman Brock. It was Cowboy Brock. Yeah, and then the, the night one it was it was all the Austin. Hey, last year I'd say last year's WrestleMania because it had the Jackass stuff, it had oh, the yeah. terrible stunner, it had Kevin Owens and Stone Cold. It had I think the Roman Brock one. I forget the match, but was it good? Yeah, it was. It was kind of in line with most of their stuff. It's fin- a lot of finishers and yeah, shit. It wasn't that interesting. It was short. What was the finish on that one? Do oh, sorry. Uh, uh, Showtime AJ says ten years. Best of the last ten years. <laughs> okay. Although the, the conversation about years. two years was fun. Um, last ten years. <laughs> Probably Mania 30. <laughs> Conversation about uh, 30s a really good one. I I thought 2019 was a really good one. There was a lot of cool shit happening in 2019. Oh, 35? Yeah, yeah, Kofi Mania, yeah, yeah. Uh, the main event, and then uh, Seth and uh, him winning and beating Brock, I think. Yeah, he beat mm-hmm, Brock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was a really good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, 30, 31. We were there for 31. That was a really good one. Yeah, that was fun. Sting I had a won, blast though. at 31. Sting totally should have won. I'm happy you've come around to that position because for the longest time you're like, nah, it's the Monday Night Wars in, in, in microcosm. And I think that holds water. <laughs> I think that argument holds water. But at the end of the day, you got Sting in your company. You got Triple H. Of course, you have Sting go over. Sting I go get over. it. I get it. But yeah, you probably do that. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do do that. Uh, Andrew Kahn's here. Kahn. Con. If Cody wins the titles and Sammy and Kevin Owens win the tag titles, would you guys be against for the OC turning heel and challenge for those belts? I think Cody versus AJ could be five stars. Good Brothers versus Sammy and Kevin Owens be a good feud for the summer. Yeah, that could be fun. Return of the Jedi did not come out in 1986. No, it was 1983. It was 1983. Wikipedia tells me so. Plus, it was like the first movie experience I, I had. And by 86, man, I was a whiz at the movies. But we watched in 83, or it was the first movie experience I remember. Because oh, right. we went to the drive-ins, and they had a triple feature of all the Star Wars movies oh, wow. because Return of the Jedi had just come out. All and right. I distinctly remember watching Darth Vader fuck people up in that opening scene in Star Wars. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, so I remember like the first terrifying. two movie experiences I remember are watching Wrath of Khan. Yeah. And then uh, Empire Strikes Back, and this is the part where, you know... They're in Cloud City, and the door opens, and Darth's there, and Han shoots at him, and he blocks the laser with his hand. Those two moments? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that distinctly from that viewing as well. That's why Darth Vader was like an all-time villain for me. He was terrifying, absolutely terrifying. He should have gone over in Return of the Jedi. Well, I guess he kind of did, didn't he? He did. Philosophically, he did. Yeah. Then he put him on fire. Um... Last two years. (laughs) 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 <laughs> uh, Bear Winning says Roman is making history by being the first one to defend his title three t- uh, minions in a row in this during the same reign. Jesus. So Hogan, Hogan didn't? didn't defend the title at Mania one, just two and three, and then four they vacated it. Macho Man won it, defended against Hogan at five. Hogan won. Hogan defended at six, lost to Warrior. Yeah. At seven was when well, beat, he beat, beat Slaughter, Slaughter for, it. for it. Eight, it was Flair and Macho Man. Yeah. And the nine, of course, was Hogan was winning at Yokozuna. Yeah. Against Yokozuna. Yeah. Interesting. And that was his last mania for a while. Wow. Wowie, wow. So Cena never did. Yeah, I guess so. Huh. Huh. 
Interesting. Um, all right. Anyways, thanks everybody for the impromptu questions. We appreciate yes. it. Uh, later on today at what is it? An hour and a half? Two thirty? Yeah, two thirty. Two thirty Pacific, five thirty Eastern. We're going to be joining Fightful uh, over there for a WrestleMania roundtable. So uh, be sure to check that out. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye.